That's what that's even what Samson said. Lord, remember me. In my time of trouble, remember me. When I'm going through, remember me. When I'm on the mountaintop, remember me. When I'm down in the valley, remember me. When there's nothing wrong, remember me. Huh. That should be all of our prayer. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Job, chapter 1. I'm going to start reading at verse 13. Verse 13. Job, chapter 1, verse 13. And I'll read the entirety of that chapter from there. When you have it, let it be known by saying amen. When you, if you're looking for it, say, wait a minute, preacher. I'll wait on you. I will wait on you. Job chapter 1, verse 13. <clears throat> and it reads, And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Somebody say, It's raining. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell them. Somebody say, It's still raining. Verse 17, while I was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have cried and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell them. Somebody say it's storming. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are, and they are dead. And I, am al- and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Somebody say, it's a hurricane. Then Job rose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, as we come to you this hour, Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to be able to stand in front of your people with your holy word. And, Father, I know that you are trusting me with your words, with your people. So, Father, I pray that you would just have your way right now in my heart, in my mind, and in my soul. Father, we pray that the spirit of the living God will fall fresh in this place, that your people will be empowered, that someone will have encouragement this day to run on just a little more longer. Father, we know the flower will fade and the grass will wither, but your word will always stand. 
So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we're standing on your word. Have your way in this place, Father. Give revelation. Give illumination of your word. Give me an anointing to teach. And if you desire, Father, give me an anointing to preach. But, Father, we will give you the glory and all that we say and do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. So continuing on with the series, When All Hell Breaks Loose, we want to talk today from the subject, hide yourself. Hide yourself. It almost seems like that's an oxymoron to say that I'm going to hide myself because I know that Jesus will cover me. But in reality, if there was a storm going on outside and it was raining and it was hailing and or whatever type of storm it was or the wind was blowing torrentially and it was blowing you from side to side, and this is not a rhetorical question, I'm asking, what would you do in that situation? Yeah, where would you go? Inside, that, that's it. You would go inside. Why are you going inside? It's safe. I'm protected. I can't get hit. Anybody in, been hit in the head with a piece of hail? Oh, you can take that two ways. <sighs> but if you've ever been hit in the head with, 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 with a big piece of hail, you realize that I can't stand there and continue to get bombarded. I can't stand there and continue to get hailed on. Even if the rainstorm, you ever been in a rainstorm and you can't, you've been driving down the street and you can't see nothing in front of you and all you're doing is trusting that you don't see the brake lights of the car in front of you too late? And so sometimes you slide, you either slow down or you pull off to the side to make sure everything is all right. So even in a storm, in a, in a physical storm, we realize that we have to seek and find shelter because if we don't, we're going to get hurt, we're going to get damaged, or we could even get killed. And so, and so the same thing happens in a spiritual storm. Anybody in a storm this, today? Okay, let me tell you, if you're not in one, one is coming. Let, I, just, I just want to preface it that way. If you're not in one, one is on the way. How do you know, Pastor? Because I've been in one, and actually I'm in one right now myself. And I ain't scared to tell you I'm having some issues right now. But I do know there's a place that I can go. I do know that there's a place that I can hide. I do realize that, that storms are going to come, and the winds are going to blow, and thunder is going to roll. But there is a place, and I want to tell you, if I can tell you or teach you how to get to that place where you can can be safe and so look what I the, the, the scriptures I just read there was nothing going on in Job's life before before chapter before verse 13 but the devil was plotting to do something in his life so so just when you think everything is all right the devil is actually plotting and planning to come and get you that's why we always need to be prayed up that's why we always need to pray without season because if you're not in a storm a storm is on the way and so look job is just minding his business but he's being just and righteous or cc one of the times we want to let our guards down is when ain't nothing going on. Then we'll start creeping and deep dipping and dodging and doing things. And then we want to call on the Lord when we get caught. But I'll tell you right now, if you're righteous, stay righteous. If you're just, stay just. If you're true, stay true. If you're happy, stay happy. Don't do things out of character just 
because nothing is going on. Because when the trouble do come, you may feel so far away from God that it'd be hard to get back to God. Hmm. So we need a place to hide. So Job was having an all-out attack. This wasn't a rainstorm. This wasn't a sprinkle. This was, this was an all-out attack. This was a storm like none before. This was a storm like he had never seen before and wouldn't even experience none like this before. But look what happens. So, so, so what do you do when the attack takes out your valuable possessions? Because we have the tendency to put our faith in our money, in our cars, in our house. What happens when the attack takes out your bank account? What happens when the attack takes out your children? What happens when the attack takes out your house? What do you do then? And sometimes mm, the attack comes to cause you to stay with the Lord. Because the Bible says that God says, I'm a jealous God. And I'll have no other God before me. So listen, listen. If you hold your children up here, you just put them in front of God. If you hold your spouse that high, you just put them in front of God. He said, I'll have no other God. And so, and so we get caught up thinking that God is Buddha. Our God is Allah. No, it's whatever. If you decide, let me, let me, let me make this easy. If you decide that today I'm going to stay home and wash my car because I ain't going to have time no other time this week, you just made your car your God. If you decide I need to be the first one at Sam's because the sale might, I might miss the sale item, Sam just became your God. And I don't see Sam nowhere in Jehovah. Ah. Mm, we're just going to talk for a little while. So look, before jo- it, look, look at how this thing came. The messenger came. And before he could catch his breath, the messenger came. And before he could get over that one, the messenger came. And before he, how many of y'all done been there in a storm where it seems like every time I get out of one thing, something else happened. And every time I get over that one thing, here comes something else. And every time I got out of that one and thought I had made it over, here comes somebody else with some more bad news. Don't you know that sometimes the attack comes to cause you to focus even more? Because the Bible didn't say that Job went around screaming and crying and hollering and all that. It said that Job ripped his mantle. Which was his clothes. Which was a Jewish custom. Then I got to ask you, was Job a Jew? You go study that one on your own. I ain't going to give you all the answers. But look what it said. It said, Job arose and rent his mantle. Look, he shaved his head, fell down upon the ground. But then what did he do? Now, now I, got a, I got a problem right there because my cattle is gone. My camel is gone. That was wealth in those days. And now my children are dead. I don't feel like worshiping. Oh, oh who 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 going to talk with me today? See, has, it, has anybody ever come to church and didn't feel like worshiping? Oh, see, I, yeah, thank you, Lamb. Thank you for being real. Because most of us come in here and we won't, oh, I'm going to worship the Lord today. And then you got one hand under, under your right thigh and the other hand you're texting on your phone. 
But if you come to worship God, you come in here with an expectation that that's all I want to do. And you can come with me with all the mess you want to. You can come talking about Sister Susie. It don't matter to me. I don't even want to hear it because I came to worship. And I know that once I start worshiping that I get into that secret place. I told you you got to hide somewhere. I get into that secret place. And in that secret place, nobody can bother me. Hmm. So I got a question for every one of y'all. What do you turn to when all hell breaks loose in your life? You got to ask yourself the question. You got to seek some type of shelter. Listen, here's the reality. Some people try to find shelter in sex. Oh, Y'all know I'm real. Some people try to find shelter in alcohol. Some people try to find shelter in drugs. Now listen, all of those things have the ability to take you to another place. But I promise you, after their effects are over, you come back to the same old reality. See, all you're doing is escaping for a little while. But the problem hadn't gone anywhere. And so if you turn to those things, they call fake houses. Uh, this goes back to the men that built their house on two different foundations. It all ties in together. And so, and so look, so after you finish indulging, you come down and you realize, and, and look, look what happens. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm, I'm going to go to that ripple. When you, when you begin, men, I'm just going to talk to you, and please don't raise your hand. I'm just talking to y'all, but don't raise your Well, I'm talking to men and women. Have you ever indulged? Or allowed yourself to be in such a sexual encounter and you woke up the next morning and look beside you and say, who in the is this? Oh, don't raise your hand. Don't fix your faces too. I don't want your wives to get you. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about this? How about this? Have you ever tried to hide in the shelter of alcohol and you woke up the next morning? confused, dazed, slung over, felt like you had been hit in the head with a bag of nickels. And as you come to your senses, you realize that I still got the same problem I had when I took that first hit. The only reason I can talk about this is because I've, I've done it. So if y'all don't want to admit to it, Pastor Hale, Done, 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 snuck in some places to be with people, just trying to make myself feel better. And they didn't realize they was being used as an instrument trying to make me feel better, and they failed. So, so when you start using, oh, God, how many of y'all like to be used? Don't be all spiritual with me. I want to be used by the Lord. Don't do that. I'm talking about being used by people. How many of y'all want to be used by people? And you know what people do with you after they use you? They throw you away. They, 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 they toss you to the side. You don't, you don't want to be used by people, so don't use nobody. So look. Job knew he was in a storm, and the only place he could go was to God. See, that's how you know where you are. That's how you know whose you are. When you turn to him 
in the time of trouble. It didn't say Job went to the house to get the kids and pull them out to bury them. It said he rose because evidently the first one, I'm just catching this, evidently the first piece of information knocked him down. But after he got the last piece of information, said he stood up, rent his mantle, shaved his head. Why did he shave his head? Because they feel like the Jews thought that with a clear head, as a matter of fact, it was, a, it was an instrument of sacrifice because long hair signified knowledge. But I'm shaving all my hair off for you, God. And then he worshiped. So, 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 so listen, I'm, I'm going to give you a scripture, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. This is what it reads. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is coming to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation always make a way of escape that you may be able to bear. So listen to what the, 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 the word temptation in here should be transposed or transcribed to test, trial, or storm. So, so, so the Bible says that through every storm that you go through, he's going to give you a way to go through it and then a way to escape. And you always got to be looking for your exit sign. Because somebody, some people stay in storms longer than they're supposed to. Come on, children of Israel. They stayed in the wilderness longer than they had to. But because they was complaining, murmuring, and going through all the stuff, they stayed there and could have been out. Do you complain when you go through your storm? And sometimes we, we call people and want, to be, want them to get in our storm with us. And, you know, even some of the strongest believers, when they get on the phone with other believers that's going through, it's hard to kind of separate yourself, especially when you have a love for people. When you love people and you sorrowful that they're going through, it's hard to separate yourself and not get pulled into the mess. Because you ever seen a pity party start with one and end up with five or six? Somebody need to be strong and say, "Mm -mm, I ain't going there today. Look, I know you're hurting. I know you're going through, but you need to pick yourself up. See, somebody got to be brave enough to say them words. And then you're challenging the friendship. But most of all, you don't worry about the friendship because if they get out of the mess, they better off. So listen. This is how that scripture could have been read. It said, so it should read, there is no storm that others have commonly gone through because you ain't the first one to go through your stuff. But God is faithful who will not allow you to go through a storm above you are not able to bear. But in the midst of the storm, he will also make a way of escape. And so, and so look, even the disciples that was on the boat when, when, when the storm came, Jesus came to the top and said, peace be still. It didn't say the boat stopped moving, did it? Oh, uh, see, you can't stop moving in the storm. You got to keep on moving. And the, and the storm ceased. Y'all y'all kissed that in about 20 more minutes. But listen, uh-oh, I got to ask you a question. What if, God, what if God is saying, I don't want to bring you out to trouble. I want to bring you through them. Same thing Tina read this morning. If you're going through hell, go through, keep on going. But the reality is, if you've been through hell, you should be on fire. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and if you know that God brought you through it, you on fire for the Lord. 
So it says he'll bring you out and he will give you the strength and the peace to go through it. See, we ain't looking, we ain't looking for the peace in the, in, in, in the midst of the storm. We're just looking to get out of it. But don't you know the storm going to make you stronger? It's going to make you better. It's going to make you praise him more. It's going to make you give him more glory. If I go through this storm, I'm going to be a better believer. If I go through this storm, I'm going to be a better Christian. If I go through this storm, I'm going to be a better person. Oh, God. Who wants to be a better person in here? How many people in, know, in here know that I need to be a better person in certain situations? I need to do better. I need to act better. I need to think better. I need, just need to be better. The storm comes to do that. Make you better. So quit saying, Lord, take me out. Because <laughs> if he take you out, he could take you out. Hmm. So look what, look, what, look what David said in Psalm 23. David said, yea, though I walk through Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff that comfort me. So look, me and Fletcher were talking about this morning about certain things that, that is not biblical. But listen to this. God said we can speak to our mountains. He never said to speak to our valleys. Mm. <laughs> All right. So listen, listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul, Paul asked three times for deliverance from a situation in his life. And God said, no. But God did say, my grace is sufficient. What God was really telling Paul, Paul, you got to deal with this. But the grace I'm going to give you going to help you make it through. See, sometimes, sometimes we gotta, we gotta realize that, that his grace is sufficient, which means he's got enough grace out there for everybody in this church. He got enough grace out there for everybody in this earth. And it is, the word sufficient means enough. My grace is enough. And so while you're in the storm, just think about, because if the storm was going to take you out, don't you think it would have it tried to get the victory as quick as it could? <laughs> if it was going to take you out, it did it at the beginning. And so now that I'm in it, you, you need to flip the switch. I got you now, storm. I got you now. You should have took me out when you had the chance, but now I got you now. And here I am standing strong, standing tall in the Lord. Now, as a matter of fact, peace. <laughs> Be still. He, he, listen, listen to these scriptures. These are the ones we like. Listen to this. God is a very present help in time of trouble. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. We like them, don't we? <laughs> The real truth is we got to talk about if God don't deliver us. That's what we got to talk about. Sometimes you got to face the fact that I got to go through this. Sister, I hope you don't mind me using you as, as an example. But when your husband died, that was a storm. You didn't have a choice whether to go through it or not. You had to go through it. See, there's some storms you're just going to have to walk in. And you're going to have to trust God to bring you through it. And, and the truth be told, storms like that, you still ain't over. 
Because every now and then there'll come a little shower that will remind you of what's going on. But his grace is sufficient. So after all the talk, all the scriptures, you still got to find a place. Got to find a place. So we need shelter. We need a place to hide. Where is that place for the believer? I can't talk to unbelievers, so y'all don't believe in the Lord. I, I'm not talking to y'all this morning. Because you can't, <laughs> there, there, there's, no, there's, no, there's no place for you. <laughs> you, got, you got to be a believer. I'm just being real. So for that place, for the believer, that place is worship. Didn't Job just do that? That place is worship. So, so the question becomes, how do I get to that place? Some of us have been driving around along in our spiritual cause, making this stop and making that stop, trying to get to that place, but still hadn't found it. Well, I came to tell you today how to get there. And I started it this morning. First, you start by thanking him, telling him how great he is. Then you tell him how good he is. Then you thank him for his grace. Then you thank him for his mercy. Then you thank him for keeping you in your time of trouble. Then you thank him for being God. Then you thank him for being merciful. Then you thank him for being loving. Then you thank him for being kind. Then you thank him for keeping you through the storm. Then you thank him for blessing your family. Then you thank him for keeping back death. Then you thank him for keeping back sickness. Then you thank him, back, keep, thank him for keeping back old trouble. Then you thank him for keeping all, keeping you in your right mind. Then you thank him for being omniscient. Then you thank him for being omnipresent. Then you thank him for being a trouble, being, being a present help in a time of trouble. Then you thank him for just loving you when nobody wanted to love you. Then you thank him for being there when everybody walked away. Then you thank him for drying your tears late in the midnight hour. Then you thank him for putting that, that, that finance in your bank. Then you thank him for keeping you when they wanted to fire you. Then you thank him for letting you keep your house when your mortgage was behind three, four months. Then you thank him for not letting them pull your car out the driveway when they had a pink slip sitting on it ready for them to take it back. Then you thank him for letting him letting you wake up in the morning then you thank him for letting your eyes open up in the morning then you thank him for having clothes to go on your back then you thank him for having food sitting on your table then you thank him for running water that's going on in your house then you thank him for keeping you all these years you just begin to thank the lord and i promise you he'll take you to a place where he'll begin to pour the oil he want to pour some oil he want to post them all. See, most of us want, we, we, we want it to be like Samuel. Want, want him to come pour the oil. But, but God got some oil that he wants to pour on you. And it'll flow from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. And don't you know that that oil is in the secret place? See, most of us want to go to that place with everybody around us. But I want you to get to the secret place. See, when you start talking like that to God, God said, don't worry about your problem because you're worshiping me. God said, don't worry about your pain because you're worshiping me. God said, don't worry about your letdowns because you're worshiping me. God said, don't worry about your finances because you're worshiping me. Don't worry about being sick because you're worshiping me. And listen, listen, listen. That's how you hide in the secret place. Now, now I'm, I know y'all getting excited. Y'all just sit down for one minute. I'm going to get you out of here. 
I, w- I want you to understand. I want you to understand that that the devil wants to come and push you out of that place. The devil realized that, that they found that place. Oh, my God. They've been looking for it for 30 years, and they found that place. But I got to get them out of that place. Have you ever been in that place with God and your phone ring? You better turn it off before you go to that place. Have you ever been in that place and somebody knocking at the door? You better ignore that knock at the door. Have you ever been in that place and you get this evil thought just out of nowhere? You got to cast it down. Stay in that place. As a matter of fact, when you decide to go in that place, take your watch off. Take your watch off. Get out of that. Don't, don't let nobody, because what we want to do, oh, I'm in that place. I'm good now. No, stay there in that place. Because the thing that you asked for 10 years ago is in that place. As a matter of fact, the things that's coming your way, don't get out of that place. And see, some people... I told you about the fake shelters, right? And see, some people have been abused. They've been scorned. They've been hurt. And they're trying to find shelter in those places. And sometimes people go to the shelter of suicide and there ain't no coming back. Sometimes people get hurt in the shelter of what considered to be church. And they never come back. But I promise you, when you get to that place with God, that secret place, everything is made perfect. And see, when you get, oh, God, I, I got to stay here. Because when you get in that place, God has, has said, if you get in that place, God will take care of what you was worried about before you got there. And I promise you, I promise you, if you leave when he tell you to leave, then you're feeling much better than you were before you walked in. See, most of us, see, you come to, oh, God, you come to church and want to feel better. I'm not telling you to come to church, but I'm telling you to come to church to get in that place. What would happen if all of us got into that place? Oh, y'all ain't, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. See, when you, when we all get in, see, there is a place. I'm telling you, we're going to all be in there. And if you don't know how to get there, how are you going to go there? Oh, God. Oh, God. So that is a place that you can go for shelter. And the storm, listen, I'm telling you, when you get in the real presence of God, you ain't thinking about your money. You ain't thinking about your car. You ain't thinking about your job. You definitely ain't thinking about your enemy. When you get in that place, Jesus, I'm trying. You, I didn't I done told you how to get there. You got to start by worshiping. I, I told you exactly what to do so nobody can't walk out of this place and say, Pastor, I don't know how to get there. You just start. I mean, all that stuff just coming. That ain't in here. I'm just thinking about what he's been for me and what he's done for me. And I'm not saying it. Lord, I thank you for keeping me. Lord, I, no, I'm talking to God. I'm talking to him, and I'm saying this stuff out loud. And look, when you say that loud, it's almost like a reverberation. Now I hear him being my healer. Now I'm hearing being my provider. Now I'm hearing him being my banner. Now I'm hearing all of this stuff. And once you start, you know, we start hearing stuff, that's when you start believing. That's that's biblical, ain't it? How can they hear without a preacher? Oh, I'm just talking to you. So don't focus on your storm. Don't limit your time in that place. 
Don't limit your time in that place. Stay there. And look, Matthew 11, 28 and 30 says, Jesus says, uh, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Make my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That 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 that's that place where you can go when you let when you let Jesus put His yoke upon you. You know what a yoke was? They put used to put a yoke around the oxen to get him to go and do what he wanted to do. When God put His yoke around your neck, oh my God, He said, "But my yoke is easy." As a matter of fact, when you put my yoke on, it ain't gonna even weigh you down. When you put my yoke on, you're just gonna be able to move to the left or to the right. When you put my yoke on, I'll command you and tell you exactly what you need to do. As a matter of fact, my yoke will shelter you from the storm. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. That means that if his burden is light, then I can cast my cares upon him. And as a matter of fact, he wants my cares. Now, now I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to stay there. So how do I stay there? I'm glad you asked. You stay there by having a heart and a mind for instant prayer. Oh, God. Listen. I've been in meetings where people have been giving me instruction. And I just start praying. Oh, God. Y'all ain't catching what I'm saying. I've been in places where people are just letting me have the fifth degree. And I moved from that place. My body's still there. But I moved from that place and I started talking to the Lord. See, you got to be able to separate. Uh Uh-oh. Because there are dimensions that you need to move to. And if you stay there in that dead dimension, you're going to get dead stuff. But when you move to a place of life, which is I'm praying to the Lord, I'm thanking God. And look, as a matter of fact, Lord, I thank you for this person that's getting on my nerves. Lord, I thank you for this person that's telling me like a T.I. is. Lord, I thank you for saving me because when you saved me, you saved them because the old me would have let you hold something. But the new me want to pray for you. As a matter of fact, Lord, please relieve them from the problem and stress that they going through so we can fellowship together. That's how you stay in that place. Bible say be ready in season and out of season. No matter where you're praying at, your prayer can be heard. You can be praying at work and God will hear your prayer. You can be praying in Walmart. God will hear your prayer. You can be praying in your car. God will hear your prayer. You can be sitting on the toilet and God will hear your prayer. You can be taking a shower and God will hear your prayer. You can wake up out of a dead sleep and start praying. God will hear your prayer. So, so, so then, then, then you got to have that mind and that heart of prayer. But then you got to get you a song. How many of y'all got that song? Oh, the Bible tells us that we should be ready to sing a new song. But you can sing a song that's going to exalt him and lift him up. And guess what? He'll inhabit the praises of his people. And so if you get you a song that will lift him up, how to reach the masses. Oh, my God. See, I'm talking about one of them good old hymns. Or if you just sing hallelujah all day. If you just say thank you, Lord, all day. You just get, get you a song. How many of y'all got that song? I got that. I got a couple of them, but they take me somewhere. I don't. I, I could be driving down 85, and I hear my song. Oh my God! I'm I'm right there. I feel like the Lord. If we say Jesus take the wheel, no, I don't really moved over, Lord. I'm in a whole nother place, whole nother place. And look, my 35 minute ride to work is sufficient. Oh my God! 
I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to get out of here. I'm getting ready to get out of here. So, look. When you can do those things, you're in a place where God wants you to be. But most of us, most of the time, people want to casually date God. God don't want a casual dater. Either you in or you out. He wants to marry you. You know how you casually date? You just take some, you just find somebody you want to go out with, go out with them, have dinner with them, then take them home. Some of you want to do more than that if you take them home. Take them home, drop them at the front door and go somewhere. But God says, I, want, I don't want to date you. I, I, we dated when you met me. I want to be your lover. Oh, y'all ain't ready for that. God said, I want to be your lover. I want to be your ins, your outs. And, and, and I know God even knows sometimes we're going to be on the outs. But don't stop loving me just because you're mad at me. Don't give up on me because I didn't do what you wanted me to do. Don't stop talking to me because you ain't heard nothing from me in a while. I want to be your lover. And if, and if I'm your lover, you're going to love me in the good times. You're going to love me in the bad times. You're going to love me when you're up. You're going to love me when you're down. If I'm really your lover, you can't forget about me. Y'all know that one love that you done had that you can't just stop thinking about and every time you try to go somewhere you see somebody that reminds you of them well that's the kind of God I serve because my God is omnipresent so everywhere I go I see God even if I'm looking in the woods I see the trees blowing and they worshiping him even if I'm walking around I see the leaves turning color that means he's still operating even when I'm driving down the street and that car started to come over and it didn't hit me I see my God in operation in there even when I'm in the doctor's office and they say there ain't nothing they can do but my God said I got you baby I got the pen that they can't see. Yes. Then you got to show him that you trust him. How much do you trust God? The reality is you can only trust him well on, in the places you've been. That's some places you, you haven't even experienced God yet. But you got to trust him no matter what that place is, no matter what that place looked like, no matter what that place feel like. I'm going to trust your God anyhow. Joe said, I'm gonna, Joe said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He knew it. Got to trust him. I, and then I got one question, and then I'm gone, y'all. We're going to get out of here. How come we'll allow people to take us through the ringer time after time, let us down time after time, never come through with a promise, never come through with a word, and we'll go back to them every time. But as soon as God let us down or don't act the way we think he should act or do what he wants us to do, we'll turn our back on him and say, you know what, I'm going to try this and that. But you got to trust God because God saying, God might be saying, I'm just not going to fix it right now. But if you hold on and trust me for a little while, I'll fix it down the road. As a matter of fact, when you spoke it, I did it. And now it's dying there. You just got to get to the place where it's already done. You just got to get to the place where I've already taken care of it. And then when you get to that place where I've already fixed it, don't stay there. Thank me for it. Let's move on because this road ain't a dead end. Oh, my God. This road got a, got a pathway that I can continue to drive through. And when I roll with God, oh, y'all got y'all ride or die, don't you? Y'all got y'all partner. Y'all say, that's my ride or die. Well, God is my ride or die. And as a matter of fact, I already got a vehicle of grace. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to quit, but it's too much, too much information, too much information. So, 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 so it's today the day that you run and hide in that secret place. Because now you can't say you don't know how to get there. You, don't, you ain't got no more wiggle room. You ain't got no excuses. You know how to get there. 
And even if you can't think of a bunch of things, just start saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Get to that place. When all hell breaks loose, you need to get to that place. That's why I talked to the kids today about, about being ready. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. We don't know what's going to happen when we leave this place. This place. But I do know what's going to happen when I leave this place. That's all that matters. I know what's going to happen. And so, and so I can be assured of that one thing. That if I die tonight, my tomorrows will be forever. Lord have mercy. So you got to let God be your strength. Let him be. The, the Bible says that he is a present help, which means he's right there. Y'all ever seen somebody drop something and they don't, they don't bend too well? And they trying their best to pick it up, and you got the ability to pick it up, but you're just saying, I just need you to ask me. I know that's kind of rude. I know that's rude. But God is saying, ask me. I think he said it in his word. If you ask me what you will. I ain't going to mess with y'all no more. How many times, how many times has God proved to you that he can't fail? Can't even count him. He can't fail. As a matter of fact, I don't even let him. I'm just going to mess you up. I don't even know why he gave us that word in our vocabulary. Fail. That ain't me, but I let y'all humans bother. So God wants to be a full-time lover. And you want to be an all-time God in your life as you stand to your feet. When all hell breaks loose, where do you go? You got to hide yourself. Because you know if the devil can get a hold of you, I promise you, if the devil can get a hold of you, he'll, gra- he'll grab you. But when you're in that secret place, he ain't allowed to come there. Let me, y- y'all want me to prove that to you? Y'all want some proof? I- I'm going to give you some proof. Let me borrow your Bible for a minute. I'm going to help you. You ain't even got to change scriptures. I'm in Job chapter 1. It said, there was a man in the country of us named Job. He was a man perfect of a perfect integrity who feared God and turned away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. His estate included 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large number of servants. Job was the greatest man among all the people of the East. His sons used to have, have banquets. Let me move to this. It says, one day the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord asked Satan, where have you come from? Look. They was having worship service, and it said that the sons of God, which is the angels, came to petition God. And while they were petitioning God, the devil showed up. But he had to stay right there. He couldn't go behind the veil. Oh, my God. He couldn't get in that secret place. That God, he had to stay right there where the angels and God was. Behind God is worship. Oh, God. See, y'all, 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 y'all. I'm going to mess y'all up. So, so even the devil can't get to that place when you hide. He cannot get there because God is not going to let him there. That's a perfect, powerful place. He ain't going to let no mess in there. That's why those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. 
Okay, I'm, I'm finished. You don't catch that one. You got to get to that place. And, and guess what? Pastor can't take you there. Deacons can't take you there. Musicians in the choir can't take you there. You got to get there for yourself. You got to get there for yourself. Now, we can all go together. <laughs> but it would be a shame for me to tell you to come to my house for a cookout. And I never tell you how to get there. I never tell you the address. I never tell you anything. You'll be running around. I know he live in Anderson. I know he said in Williamston. But the Lord knows I don't know the street. God has already told us how to get there. None comes through the Father except through the Son. <laughs> then gave you the coordinates and everything. Okay. Okay. So if you don't, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you don't know him, I invite you to get to know him today. Because if you don't know him, you can't go 